welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Wow, Bob, you know what today is? Tell me. It's the last episode of season one of Exploring the Marketplace. Oh my gosh, I was thinking, is this ever going to end? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's so awesome. We've had so many different guests on and we've had, it was really interesting when we started this podcast, how we started out of wanting to encourage and bring conversation to people who are going after their entrepreneurship or their business or their career or their influence with a kingdom mindset. And boy, did we like, I feel like I was stretched and grew through these conversations so much. And I'm so looking forward to the next season of it. I think uh, we're regrouping and looking at how we're doing the show so that we can just bring really, you know, another 50 interviews to the table that are incredible. But what are you feeling after your very first season of being a podcaster? Well, I have this friend. And he asked me to do things that I'm not normally good at or that I've never done. And so uh, here I am. And you, you know, you have encouraged me and you've brought me into something that I never thought I'd be doing. And the one thing I love about our podcast is that we're hearing from people who are normal and who don't normally have platforms. And we're hearing their hearts for God in a way that... Some people have never shared or never been on a podcast or never listened to a podcast and they talked to us because they had a relationship with us and they told us how they view God and how they hear God and how and how hard it is to be an entrepreneur or a business owner. And I feel like we just got gold from each one of the interviews. I know. I think of uh, the genres of people that we've had on. We've had everything from bankers to farmers to entrepreneurs and venture capitalists and you know, to people who are in careers like doctors and lawyers and people yeah. who started businesses like donut shops. I mean, it's, it's crazy the types of you know, diversity we've had on. And I feel like a lot of times these people are marginalized in kingdom conversations. They're not brought to the table when, when we talk about what's God doing in a city or what's God doing in an industry. We usually, like even a lot of the business conferences, you'll have the pastor will speak and one of his friends will speak. But you, you have a lot of these other people who men and women, especially women are marginalized in those spaces. Who have we've had so many women on who have incredible voices from like lots of diverse communities, mm-hmm. and I feel like I love that we get to hear the conversation and even create the conversation for our listening audience for you guys who are listening, because there's something about these stories that faith comes by hearing when you hear the story of one of these people who had to make really like you said hard decisions, not just the entrepreneurship but sometimes the career stuff. I mean, like yeah. thinking of some of our friends who have been on who've we've watched but we've been able to put their life journey on display some where they had children trouble come up in the middle of taking a you know their next promotion or next advancement or they all of a sudden had problems with their bosses or problems with their their industry or whatever and they're sharing these things so vulnerably with us in a way that i think is almost unhinging to people who are listening they're not expecting that kind of vulnerability from somebody who is so maybe successful now to be yeah. able to share some of their journey. It's been so cool to hear the vulnerability. And I think we learned from that. I, I know like many of the camps 
or, or conferences you would go to, a lot of times the person who's at front doesn't share from a place of vulnerability. So you're just like, I'll never be like them. I'll never be as awesome as them. I'll never move in what they're moving in. But on our podcast, what I love is that people are like, here's my weakness. Here's how God strengthened me. And so you see yourself in their story. One of the things that you say a lot is people share their highlight reels. Yeah. And you see that a lot in when conferencing or at churches and, and rightly so people are trying to let their audiences know, you know, this is who I am and what I've done. Therefore I'm, um, I, I can speak on, on whatever I'm speaking on, but, but what we're hearing on our podcast is this is who I am and this is what it took to get me here. And these are the mistakes that I made. And when you start hearing people sharing about their mistakes, at least for me, I can begin to relate to them because I've made so many mistakes in my long career also. And it, it sort of gives me the ability to really trust people when they talk about the hard times in their lives and the struggles that they really had. That definitely makes it more real. And I think you've done a good job this season of asking people, I, at least 10 times you've, you've all of a sudden your first question jump off was, or your second question would be, how do you hear from God in your industry or in the marketplace or in your career? And I, it's not always one of my first questions. I, I ask people when we're on the podcast and I love hearing their answers because it's so diverse, but it's also so similar. You know, it's like so right. similar. We, we hear from God in a similar way. So I think people who are listening, I know different people from my life all the way back to high school who are listening to this podcast now have texted me or Facebooked me and said, oh my gosh, that's how I hear from God. Or that's mm-hmm. that person who's on the show. That's just like me. And it's given people a lot of courage and a lot of connection. Here's something that's interesting, Bob, that I've been telling you as we've been going is that um, we, we, you know, you chart your podcast where it's at in the industry and, and for Christianity, our Explore the Marketplace episodes have now beat out some of my, some of the episodes have beat out some of my Exploring the Prophetic episodes and Exploring the Prophetic has been one of the top, you know, hundred podcasts in Christianity for the last couple of years. We'll explain the marketplace, which we've done 50 episodes of. We've had a couple of the episodes chart even higher the same week as Exploring the Prophetic. And they're, they're charting in uh, every English-speaking nation. And Exploring the Marketplace is even charted in, in the top 100 Christian podcasts in China, in Taiwan, in South America, several countries like Colombia, Peru, Guatemala, Ecuador, countries that we've not spend a lot of time and are investing into, but people, Christians are looking for language They're looking for how Christianity works in business. They're looking for if God having a relationship with God makes a difference as being a Christian doesn't make a difference for your profession. And so people are really hungry for this. I love when I see like, I'll get a weekly report and all of a sudden Australia, we've been number nine and eight on all of Christian podcasts in Australia so many times or in uh, Singapore. And I'm just like, that's crazy that they're, that we're having your voice and my voice and now video because we have video edition, you know, can go out all over the world. And even though we've been more American centric, as far as the people we've invited on it, as far as guests so far, I love that the conversation is big enough to where other cultures are saying, Oh my gosh, I see myself in their story. Even though maybe the, some of the semantics are different, the actual, the relationship with God is the same. So that's been a really, I mean, the fact that this, it's a niche conversation about the marketplace and Christians in the marketplace. And yet right now it's a primary conversation going on in Christianity, according to podcasts. That is incredible. And I think I grew up um, in the church 
most of my friends when I was younger were pastors or itinerants or worship leaders. And, and so, you know, the question of hearing God, how do you hear God? You know, when I grew up, I just thought, well, everybody hears this big voice of God audible. Yeah. And, and what's been so really cool to me as I've gotten older. And then as we've done this podcast is hearing people say, well, I, I get an intuition or I get a still small voice or I get a thought and I have to wonder, is that God? And, and people are so like me, they, they, it, it takes time to learn and to listen and to figure out, is this God speaking? And we've heard that over and over and over again, almost every single time yeah. people have talked about these incredible miracles that have happened in their businesses financially they've been given buildings think these crazy things have happened and god has spoken to them in one way or the other and said this is what i'm going to do for you son or daughter and you know listen or stand firm or take courage and and it's given them hope to continue to move forward and in in business which is which is hard totally and I think, you know, for us, the workload that we've had to take on to do a podcast and we did the book simultaneously, the Wired to Hear book that we just published in May. And then we also had, uh, you know, all these lives that we've done. We've done, we've given away a bunch of grants. We've done, you know, some um, really cool connect times with people who we've met through, through the podcast. And then we've also done Thursday lives almost every Thursday, probably three Thursdays a month where we'll do live question and answers. It's a lot of work. So in your life, because I know, you, I mean, you are running on full cylinders, you have your business, you have your wife creates work for you all the time, just like mine <laughs> does, um, <laughs> with their passions and what they're going after. To add this to your life, tell me kind of, and I'll tell you mine, tell me some of the benefits or what, like what, why it's been worth it. Like what, what are the worth it points? I think the encouragement of, of hearing what I'm going to call normal people, and we'll just say this, like we, we talk about in Wired to Hear, the sacred secular split. And what we mean yeah. by that is that, you know, there, if you're in the professional ministry, you know, that's sort of the sacred. But what we found out through research is, is that 99% of us don't work in the professional ministry. We don't work mm -hmm. in the church. So, so that means that 99% of us are out grinding, you know, working in the marketplace in one way or the other. And so even though our conversation is niche, it's a big niche because 99% of us are out in the marketplace. And what I've, what I've taken courage from is how many believers rely on their faith in order to make courageous and hard decisions. Yeah. Like I can't understand how people, let's say Fortune 500 uh, CEOs make these hard decisions when they don't have faith. And I know. don't have this peace that passes all understanding that Jesus promises us. And it's been, it's been incredible to hear people whose stories mostly wouldn't be heard um, because nobody asks. Yeah. And, and we did, and we were curious. And, and then, so we're hearing, we're hearing these incredible, incredible stories of faith that moves mountains or moves businesses or moves industries. It's been incredible. Well, one of my favorite things about you saying that is that you're a natural interviewer when you're with people. And I don't think you ever knew this about yourself until you have to interview people for a podcast. But we'll sit down with somebody who's new to you and you'll immediately say, what do you do? How can we do that? 
oh, that's amazing. What about, and you just start asking really great questions to somebody. And I've watched you do it dozens of times where, especially if it's a stranger, where you go, you want to make sure that they feel known, they feel connected, but also you, you're genuinely curious and growing as a person. I mean, you're like a lot of people after they get, you know, after 50, after 55, after 60, they stop being so curious and inquisitive. It's like, there's a lot of things that get set in stone, so to speak. I mean, people in the old days would retire at 50 and that's just who they were until they died. You know, that's just it. And I feel like there's something different now because there's so much, there's so many ways to connect to the world around us that God's given us. And it's caused people who are hungry to grow in God and people who are hungry to be like Jesus to be on a growth journey, no matter what age we are. And I love that watching you, uh, it's a model to me. And I know it's a model to other people like where we don't just go to business as usual and just have a normal conversation, but you have it. And it's not that you're prying or that you're trying to get the vulnerability. You just are genuinely curious as who are you as a person and why do you do what you do? And, you know, I love, I love your encouragement when you do that to people. And I know for me, uh, you know, I, I naturally want to know the God story and everything I see. I learned it. Like when I started listening, exploring the prophetic, you are naturally curious. You want to hear people's uh, experiences with God so that you and your listeners can experience it. And I think this natural curiosity, and I think the, the ability to continue learning, like sometimes we say shift and adjust, but really um, to continue learning, whatever age you are saying, look, I want to learn, I want to learn until I breathe my last is yeah. really how I, I think about it. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, thinking of, of that, I think it's been fun to get some emails from people who are in their 50s or 60s and want to recreate their life still. That some of the themes that we've given away where it's like, you know, in different discussions we've had, so, you know, we did on TBN the other day that, you know, work with something God gave us or there was never a God idea to just retire and do nothing. That was never a God spiritual idea. That's, that's usually, it's glorified to be on vacation for the rest of your life, but it's not actually practical, nor does it cause you to thrive or become a better person. And so we talked about how there's always work as a gift from God. It doesn't have to be with toil. And I've had emails and conversations and texts. And I actually just had one on the phone the other day with a relative of ours. And, and it, that message really helped a lot of people to just say, I don't want to get in that mindset where I slow down and then shut off. Right. I want to be in the mindset where I'm, I'm, I'm paced differently, but I'm still going and growing. And so it was funny because one of the, the friends of ours that you don't know yet, she, you'll meet her. She's going back to get her master's degree after she retired. She was almost done. She thought, I'm going to be a ministry. And that's my thing. And then went into ministry and realized I don't like that. Listened to our podcast for a while and said, you know, I need to get my master's and see what I can do hmm. with a higher degree to impact culture around me. And I won't do a traditional business, but maybe I'll consult educational groups and help them on their journey. And she was like, literally, she'd been programmed to believe she was the first one in her family who had an education. She was programmed to believe that when, once her 35 years was up, it's, she's done. She can just now vacation forever. And when she heard some of the stories of from the diverse age ranges from our group, she's like, I'm not too old. I need to keep going until I die. You know, like I'm going to do that. And I think that's really important, especially someone I'm now quote unquote middle-aged. I'm like, I feel like I'm just starting. I just feel like, you know, in the last couple of years, I feel like I've just started to enter into what God prepared me for my whole life. It's so great because 
you and I both talk to younger people who, and I look at the runway they have, you know, they've got 45 years of a career in front of them. And they're saying things like, well, I've, I've been in this job for, you know, two years and I don't think I'm going anywhere. And I'm, I'm essentially, I'm in a hurry and, you know, I need to be a millionaire by the time I'm X age, some young age. And like, well, where did you hear that? Um, and, you know, I'm not the, passionate enough about my job. Should I quit it? The statistics <laughs> are, you know, people don't, if they are going to make a financial windfall, it doesn't happen until their 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah. Now, of course, we hear about Apple and we hear about Facebook and we hear about Dell and we hear about all these young op- entrepreneurs that became billionaires young. But that's not the reality. That's the yeah. 0.0001% of the population that that happens to, maybe more. And and we we just have to do what God did. Uh, you know, in, in, Genesis, in Genesis 2, God breathed life into Adam and then said, now go tend to the garden or here's a job for you. And then all the way through into John, Jesus says, my father and I are always working. So it's part of his culture. And it's yeah. a privilege to be able to do that. And that's it's something that we should ultimately enjoy, but it doesn't mean we're going to enjoy on this side right. of eternity the toil itself. But there's something inside of us that should always have. We have divine motivators that I think I've learned that a lot from our guests. Like there's so many divine motivators that they draw from that I never saw before. Like there's just different things as far as you know some of the doctors who draw from some of the the and the surgeon your friend who was a surgeon who draws from just working with God in the one time where He shows them something in the surgery even though I do a hundred surgeries without feeling God or feeling the presence of God or hearing God, mm-hmm. but they know that he's with them because of those one times, so those, you know, those situational times and that being motivated by, by the actual work itself, the way that the, the passion for it, it's really cool to just hear people who have paid a price, done the college, done the work, and now they're starting to get motivated by it. And I, I do feel like somebody who, you know, I, I was always in my twenties trying to, accomplish a lot young and i did accomplish a lot for someone in their 20s as far as the ministry world and uh there's still a lack of satisfaction because you're still growing through identity issues you're still growing through a lot of significant stuff is happening i mean i had a messiah complex when i was in my 20s that was my deal and i feel like you know i love life seasoned i love life decades and now into my career and into my ministry it's just so much so much more fun and so much better and so much more life-giving. There's still challenges, obviously, but I just like who I am in the midst of challenges where I didn't probably in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And so when we're coaching people, a lot of times, it's not that they can't have a level of that in their 20s or 30s, but I do feel like there's there's that rush, that hurry, like you mentioned. And there's also a, um, there's also a, a feeling of inferiority if you don't have this, that, and the other thing by, you know, I was in a, I was in a group and they were talking about what kind of car they're going to drive. And Shri and I drive like 2012 cars. We have two of them, we have a Mercedes and a, and a Highlander. And, and our next car will be a truck because cars don't mean significance to us. And our cars work really well and we're attached to them. Maybe we get emotional attachment and they've never had a problem. And we're in this group of people who are like needing Teslas. And, and I love Tesla. I think it's a great car, but needing like, they were just Range Rovers, whatever. And they were talking about that. And I was I was wondering the why behind it because I knew for any of them to get any of those cars, they were going to have to leverage themselves into debt to get them. It wasn't people who would be free and clear. And so I was like, oh, this is interesting that I'm in LA and it's like, 
there's something about that performance and young people a lot of times where it's like, I need this to show a milestone in my journey. And I love when you're rooted and grounded and you're in this conversation of exploring the marketplace because your milestones, you're not looking for those natural things anymore. You're looking for the spiritual milestones. And I've learned how to look for those even more. So when we've been, when Shreya and I have been like a little bit wanting to hustle faster, I'm looking at the spiritual milestone and going, no, 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 we have this. This is, this is what we need to show that God's established in our life, not this, you know, which yeah. creates that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And one of the things I was thinking about when you were talking is one of the through lines and all of our guests is um, they, they have either did not like their current jobs and tried to work through their current jobs and then did something else. And they continued to try to experiment with their careers until they landed with something that they loved. And it took a lot of work, um, a lot of work ethic. But sort of everything that we've heard, and I know, Sean, we talk to, when we do lives, we see in the comments, there's lots of people who don't like their jobs. Who yeah, that's a big one. And, you know, and we, you know, you and I both want to give people courage that if, you know, you're in a job you don't like, then experiment, you know, try yeah. praying for your boss, try asking how, asking for feedback to figure out how you can get better look, try looking for other jobs or talking for friends because, you know, you're not stuck in this life. And in the, in the particular job that you're in, you, you do have options and you do have choices. And we heard that over and over and over again. Yeah. One thing that's, thing that's interesting when you said that is that some people who hear from God, that actually is more, you get more stuck when you hear from God sometimes than when you don't hear from him. Because when you don't hear from him, you can do whatever you want. You can just do what, the best thing that's in your heart. When you hear from him, you got to obey him. And a lot of times the people who've heard from God, he's like, stay in this job for two more years when you don't want to, or keep going towards that education you're not feeling right now. But, you know, it's like God gives you something, and then all of a sudden you become a servant to that word, so to speak, and a servant to God in it. And so some people are like, if I just heard from God, well, we've proven that if you just hear from God, it's actually a lot harder, but the results are really awesome which yeah. is cool. Well, tell me some of your favorite guests. I'll tell you some of mine, not that they're your favorite guests because all of them are our favorites, but as far as that really impacted your heart and the moment that they came on something that like maybe a statement they made or something that yeah. maybe in their story, I have a few that I thought of. Well, I was thinking of Dr. Michael Arce, who is the emergency room physician. Who's now my doctor. Who's now your doctor. And when, yeah. when he, when he told us that uh, in the emergency room, when people come in that are dying or flatlining, he gets calm and he has this ability to ask the Lord in these very tense situations where, in his words, I think he said the entire, you know, emergency room is freaking out and he's standing back and he's, and the Lord directs him. In one particular case, the war, the Lord gave him this obscure word that he would have never thought of. And he told yeah the team, you know, intubate or do this. And he did. And then he's so humbly said, yeah. And then uh, we were able to discharge the patient. <laughs> I know it's so wild. I remember that. Yeah. It was incredible. No, I think those, yeah, those kinds of stories where you manifest the opposite culture, wherever you're at, I, I was impacted by his life too. And his story and it, just knowing him now, I'm so glad you introduced me to him. I liked a lot of the people that we've had on the majority or they're my friends or your friends in the right. first round. You know, it's really interesting because Christian and Christina, or Chris and Christina, uh, Christina Brace and mm -hmm. uh, Chris, uh, who lead Miracles in the Marketplace, and they shared that. I'm just speaking as somebody who's been interested in what God's doing and 
the groups. I've spoken at many of these types of groups and conferences in the past where it's a conference around kingdom business or kingdom business association with Rick Joyner's place, David Yarns, who's been on the podcast, you know, speaking at full gospel yeah. stuff around the world and then connecting to people from the pinnacle group and other groups that are like doing stuff with businesses and Shay Bynes. Shay was amazing how she, you know, she started the uh, kingdom entrepreneurs. And so I'm interested in those kinds of ministries because I do feel, and you know, I've said this, that the next great move of God is going to be in the marketplace, right. not in the church. The church is going to be the uh, resourcer and the, the container of grace and the discipleship tool, but that the, the actual move is going to happen outside the church. And then the church will be, you know, the, the filler or the, you know, the, the, the trainer, the refueler. And, um, and so like hearing about their miracles uh, from Christina and Chris and then talking to them a few times since it's pretty incredible when you start a group, like they have to encourage each other with the miraculous, what God can do in your career. Yeah. And I'm just so impacted by when they were talking, I was like, this is a prototype. Like God's going to raise up more groups because I feel like a lot of the groups have gotten away from looking for what God can do and just trying to encourage the natural, which is okay. I mean, right. Men and women need encouragement, but full gospel started out as a prophetic men's group. And that the directors would like pray over people going into the marketplace and assign them and commission them. And they believe that the same commission that a pastor needed to start a church, that these guys needed to start their business. And they were, I mean, like, you know, the, 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 the head of that prayed over Matt Crouch's dad, Paul Crouch, and gave him a building to start TBN. And that like this crazy God stories where they're woven into so many stories in their first 10 years. And then you see in their last 10 years, they're not woven in the spiritual side of people's stories, but they've been a good help center. And so I feel like, like what's God going to be doing in this next season? So they really impacted me. And I really enjoyed hearing. I felt like other groups can go, Ooh, we want to try some of their techniques or what they're doing. Right. Yeah, that that was really good. We we talked to uh, you know some some money managers and some and yeah. some uh, you know business uh, hedge fund guys that that just gave God all the glory. We talked to a banker named Victor who who told us that he viewed his his job as being a Joseph for yeah. wealthy people, and that he would serve them to store grain, if you will. And, and then when, when, during the famine and then be able to, I, I just thought it was incredible to hear a banker be that humble and talk about um, that type of uh, thinking as, as a believer. It was just so incredible. And the, the decades of history he's had and the yeah. trust he has with his bank is phenomenal. And I felt like that was really good because there's other people who were in the banking industry who contacted me after that as well, who were like, wow, we never saw that our position that way. We never, we never thought of ourselves in the context of that. Mm -hmm. And it is neat because we're seeing even some of the people behind the scenes, when you walk this out, how much freedom and trust you get like a Joseph, like your, your company gives you so if you're in a career with a company, they give you so much more trust. It seems when you have some of these spiritual assignments, you know, that these guys are defining for us which is so cool. And I thought of Christian Garrett, who is my, my buddy, yeah. who is a venture capitalist. He's in his, you know, I think he's only 28 or something. Right. He might be, he might be close to 30 now, but who, you know, left professional basketball and went into the entrepreneurial world and then found he's actually like the money side. So he went into venture capitalism and him sharing as far as his experience as a Christian and how many of these guys in Silicon Valley and San Francisco, like they have a weekly Bible study and they may meet and they pray for each other. And these are like, wealthy hedge fund managers and 
you know, crazy guys who are involved with finances into some of the biggest industries in the world. And they're totally dependent on the relationship with God. And you don't ever get to hear that. And I love that Christian was able to open our, open a window into his process mm-hmm. and how he's growing because these guys are lending their kind of their world to him to grow because they see what's inside of him. And he's just taking it for all it's worth in a beautiful way. So I, I love hearing from Christian because I feel like, again, a lot of people, you never think of like God assigning someone over venture capitalism and that there's people there that are Christians. And then you hear this guy tell you like, no, we pray every week and we hold each other accountable and God's speaking to us. So that was cool. What was really cool is very close to his episode. We had a young man named Christian Flowers. Yes, who he was is so cool. a writer on his age. He's a lawyer in Alabama. And we were able to connect the two of them together because they had so many synergies. Totally. We're like the two Christians need to meet for sure. They had so many. (laughs) Yeah, I think, and that's, that's another thing. The last thing I'll say, because I know we got to end the episode, but, and um, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. But one of the things I'm loving is that there seems to be a movement of people connecting around these themes. People from the show have connected. People from the audience have connected to people on the show. You've used their services. You've um, some, some of you are in the same industry. So you've reached out to them and said, Hey, can you have a conversation with me? And, and it's been very rewarding for a lot of our guests, different lawyers and different people from the show have told me, man, I've had so many rewarding conversations with other lawyers, other, other people in my industry, other people in my genre. So there's something about a little bit of a movement that's synergizing around this. And I want to encourage you, we're starting a Facebook group and we'll give you more information in season two. Just it's going to be a closed group for people who are following the show and want to be involved with Kingdom Conversation and take it to the next level. So you hear the show and then you get on and get involved in the conversation that's going to be a lot more than just the show itself and a lot of our lives and uh, and some all kinds of fun stuff is going to be on there. And Bob, you're releasing, I know we already have our book wired to hear, but you're releasing a new book as well. That'll be out shortly after the the second season premieres. Tell us about the book before we go. Well, um, we just landed on the name. It's called yeah. Shortcuts. And That's awesome. uh, it, it's basically a book talking to believers about work ethic, determination, grit, passion. And um, I was able to interview five young people all through the book. And, you know, I think I think it's going to be it's really everything that I've ever talked about is is kind of in this book. And I'm excited for it to come out. Thank you for asking. I know this, this book and this theme, I think is going to come up a lot for us, but this book is going to really help you if you're uh, in this theme of what Bob's carrying right now is really going to help you. If you're in a season where if you're young, if you're graduating a ministry school or college, and you're saying, what next? How do I make decisions? How do I, you know, like these conversations that a career counselor really needs to have with people about grid determination, passion, and yet there's no one who has these conversations and you're creating it for people, especially in that transition point of going into something new or or, or becoming something. And I really appreciate that. And I'm excited about how that's going to influence and inform season two of Exploring the Marketplace. I think we're going to have a great time. You know, it'd be interesting if you're to our listeners, if, if there's topics or things that you or guests that you might want to um, tell us about, we would love to hear. You can go to bullsministries.com and um, you, you could, you could, how do they get hold of us? Do you know, they can email us at info at bullsministries.com and tell us if there's a guest recommendation or if there's some a topic recommendation yeah. or if there's something that you could see that would be something that you want to uh, see developed from this, this these themes of the marketplace and God being powerful in the marketplace. And yeah. tell us your experience. Tell us your story. Also, ask us your questions. 
we're still going to be around. Uh, we're taking a, a little bit of a break, but it's not going to be a long break. We're still going to be around on some of the lives and stuff. So we can't wait to interact with you online through social media, Facebook and uh, Instagram, as well as our own personal. Uh, uh, I have a TikTok now, Bob. I don't know if you know that, Sean. You on TikTok, but wow. you have Instagram, you have Facebook. So, so go to our personal sites or go to Bulls Ministries or Sean Bulls at Facebook and Instagram, which has all of our Bulls Ministries information. And we'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for season one. I can't wait to see season two. We'll be right back at you. And in the meantime, come and join us for Wednesday's Exploring the Prophetic. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.